everyone and welcome to the geek digest podcast a podcast where we talk about all things geek culture movies video games video games movies also video games we talk about geek culture but mostly video games but but video games did you mention video video games games? did i mention them sorry i I just walked in the room i don't know if i heard you mention video games yet. yeah no i did in fact, mention video games. Okay, all right. My I just name is Victoria. My name is Zephod. <laughs> <laughs> and today we are going to be doing the other interview. We got a lot of great feedback about this interview. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I heard a lot of really great things. Um. Zay is a fantastic interviewer. Thank you. And um, I'm doing a hair flip on my side. I'm just a great interviewee. <laughs> it's not a big deal. Um. But today, Zay is the subject of questions. So. We are going to be interviewing, I'm going to be interviewing Zay today, um, and then we're also going to be talking a little bit about some other stuff. There wasn't a ton of news this week again. This worked um, out we perfectly, had, actually. I know, honestly, thank you, <laughs> news gods. Hmm. Um, we are going to be discussing one of, an, another big, big Twitch creator making a move, but not the move you expect. Mm-hmm. So much so that when I sent the article to Zay, he was like, Kel Surprise, and I was like, did you read it? I was like, no. No, I don't read I don't read anything <laughs> did, but headlines. Come on. Did I'm you a millennial. Read it? I don't have time for that. It's, it's a bit more than you'd think. <laughs> and we're also going to be talking about Kojima doing something that I personally don't find really surprising whatsoever. Nope. But I want to jump in to the interview first. Zay. Yes. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay, my, my first moment. question. Yes. Pineapple on pizza, yes or no? Absolutely yes. Well done. Okay, this Absolutely is why him yes. and I make a podcast Whew, together. I was scared there for a second. <laughs> I was really, I, I was like sitting here, I was like, do I ask this question? Am I, be, am I about to create a large rift in our friendship? I thought we were really about to have to end the podcast right there and just <laughs> argue for the next hour. Over, guys, yeah. <laughs> forever. It's never coming back. No, Um. did you know, fun fact, side note. Did you know that Hawaiian pizza was created in Canada? That makes sense to me because it's yeah. with uh, quote unquote Canadian bacon. So yes, yeah, pea meal. Yeah, that yeah. makes that makes a whole lot of sense. You know, except I'm we just... don't even use pea meal here. We use fucking ham. What is pea meal? Pea meal. Pea... Yeah, what is that? That's Canadian bacon. It's oh, pea meal. Oh, okay. I just called it ham. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's. Oh no, ham's different oh. than pea meal bacon. Okay. Get it right or don't get it at all, Zay. It's a pig. That's all I know. <laughs> Either way, you're not eating it, so. Yeah, exactly. I do not consume. I'm just, in um, general, I'm kind of a fan, and this may sound weird, of fruit on pizza. Interesting. Like, what other fruits? So, we went to this place uh, on Sunset Boulevard once in Hollywood that did, Ooh, like. fucking dog. Yeah, I just had to throw that out there just to, you know. Fucking Christ. I'm actually brushing my shoulder off right now. Um, City of Angels. No biggie. It's pretty incredible. Uh, it was right down the street from the Roxy. We went and saw a show, and I'm just Ooh. flexing some more. Don't worry. Um, Shut up. There's a little indie band. You probably never heard of them, but it's okay. Uh, I'm going to fight them. <laughs> Um, actually, no, they don't play anymore, but so you probably yeah, actually haven't heard up. of them. So, um, <laughs> they, uh, we went to this, this pizza place afterward and they did a white sauce pizza with, oh, um, yummy. with bacon and peach. 
Oh, I bet that would be so good. It was really, really fucking delicious. That sounds really, really good. Was, and I'm a vegan. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was white sauce, um, bacon. I love white sauce pizza. Mozzarella drizzled with a little bit of barbecue mm-hmm. sauce on top. Mmm, yummy. It was incredible. It was one oh, of the best pizzas I've ever had. Divine. Yeah. So we're talking a little bit about LA. Mm-hmm. I know that you were pretty much like born and raised in California. Mm-hmm. I want to know what your introduction into geek culture and video games were, because I feel like, you know, you were born and raised in L.A., right? Yeah. Yeah. Having that, the center of fucking literal Hollywood, Mm -hmm. I want to know if that changed or gives you a different, like, geek culture experience than anyone else. I think, I think it, in some ways it does, because, like, I mean, once... I grew up in the suburbs of LA, so Orange County, right. which it only really matters if you're from Southern oh my, California. Wait, 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 stop. You grew up in the OC? Yeah, yeah, born and raised. Oh both both Bayfond and I. Fucking God. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh Did you God, not know I'm that? Shook. No. <laughs> See, and that's you the thing. Like, like <sighs> I, I was actually just going to go into this because unless you, like, well, until the TV show came out. That's what I'm talking about. Right. Until the TV show came out, no one gave a shit about Orange County. Like, <laughs> it didn't matter at all. It was just this weird Republican stepsister to Los Angeles. Oh, that, I'm fucking dead. <laughs> that nobody gave a shit about at all. And right. then the TV show came out, which none of which was filmed in Orange County. Absolutely not one single shot no was filmed way. in Orange County. It was all in L.A. But California. that doesn't that doesn't matter to anybody else outside of outside of Southern California and Los Angeles. Um that's shitty. Yeah, so I didn't actually move to LA proper until I was like 26. Right. Um, but once you're in LA proper, anyone and everyone has some relation to the movie business. Oh, that's sick. Like very close to the movie business. And like I I I like I didn't even have to flex at all. Like one of my friends did one of his first shoots on True Blood, so he did work out in <gasps> in oh, uh cool. louisiana for a really long time and then yeah. um and then my friend like my best friend from growing up uh he worked on a bunch of different movies he's actually like in the background shot of uh the dark knight he's in like a court oh, scene in his freaking like in his like cowboy short shorts so he's like got Stop. weird knee space going on in this courtroom scene but they just needed oh, an God. extra body on set so they just threw him in there um, like fucking go right now get on screen yeah so like in that sense like i i kind of feel like maybe i was more inundated just to be aware of movies and and just pop culture in general but at the same time like you also kind of resist against that when you're growing up in that area um so my like my introduction to geeks in gaming culture in general i got given i the first thing i wanted like one of my i I don't have like a lot of really really early memories but one of my very very earliest memory was my fifth christmas so i was five years old and all i wanted was a super nintendo that's oh my god amazing all i wanted it was 1993 it had come out like one or two years previously and there was all i all i wanted and wake up christmas morning and we had this thing where we'd like have to wait at the top of the stairs for quote unquote santa to be ready spoilers santa isn't real um, yes, exactly. I just had to ruin that for everybody. It's and then, okay. Hopefully, there are no children watching our like 
profanity later. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully not, but uh, Jesus. yeah, that would be um, welcome to life, children. Yeah, um, <laughs> exactly. Happy birthday to the ground. <laughs> so we'd have to wait up at the stairs for Christmas to be ready, and then they, my parents would be like, okay, and then we'd bolt down the stairs, and they'd Ew. get a few shots of us at the top with like the surprise look on yeah. our faces, and I look down, and the first thing I see is that Super Nintendo sitting oh. there waiting for me. Ah! So Wait, I lost were your my shit. Wait, not wrapped? No, the Santa presents were were unwrapped. Really? Yeah, that was that was the thing for my Santa. I'm always fascinated to learn like what family's different traditions are like if you're Christian and you celebrate, well, I'm not Christian, but my family celebrates Christmas. Right. But um my family my all of my presents were all wrapped every single one of them. Mm. But my mom would write in a different way of writing from uh, Santa. See, I think my parents they just didn't even want to deal with the stress of that. Yeah. And they were like, "You know what? You get presents from us, they're wrapped. They've been under the tree for a while." Yeah. And then Santa presents, he just comes and drops that shit off and leaves. Like he comes, he drinks a little bit of milk, he eats some cookies, which yeah. I honestly think now that I know it, like my dad probably ate like four cookies and then just put two back the and rest only back? took yeah. a bite out of one. Oh, for sure. Yeah. He's just oh, like sitting there munching on cookies all night long and then like not eat six cookies (laughs) no no absolutely not um but yeah so i got the super nintendo and then i spent all week playing it and all week all i had was super mario world right because that was that was the time when like you know the game system itself cost like what i think it was like 250 dollars at the time which yeah given for them yeah especially like my my parents growing up my situation we grew up in like middle class america in orange county which is like pretty high ses socioeconomic area as compared to a lot of the suburbs but upper middle class yeah for sure but due to some health problems that my dad had right before i was born um he lost his job he lost his ability to do his job and was drawing on disability and my mom at that point had only a high school education so she actually had to take up the whole breadwinning situation for our family because my dad was completely unable to work um yeah it's so she went back to school she said i fucking got this yeah she there was like at that point you know when your back's up against the wall and you have no choice you the only way to move is forward and exactly i appreciate my mom's strength for being that person at that time who needed it to step up for her and her three kids and um it, it, it actually like that whole situation has informed a lot of my life, but um, it's like that they st- the, the, the most inspiring thing is they were still like I had no idea about any of yeah. this stuff until I was older. Right. Until like Incredible. I could put together that like, oh, shit, like the reason we ate like top ramen and like and pasta roni and hamburger helper. And I knew what yeah. those things were when I was a kid. Not that those are bad or anything, but those right. are cheap, affordable meals for a family is because exactly. we, we had to in so many ways. Um, wow. And so anyway, my parents went out of their way and got me a Super Nintendo and they got me Super Mario World and I played the shit out of it. But because I was five years old, I was terrible. I was absolutely terrible. (laughs) And I couldn't do any of it. And so some of my earliest memories of it, and I think this kind of informs why I love doing co-op games, is I would sit and I would trade off and play with my sisters. Like, my sisters are seven and ten years older than me. Those are my two siblings. And we just sat there together and we would beat these things one level at a time. We'd come to a section that I couldn't do because I didn't have the the motor skills or the The just concentrate. Exactly. The dexterity or the concentration to do it. And I'd pass the controller off and my sister would 
do it. And then she'd get bored and be like, I don't want to play this kid's game anymore. And then, <laughs> and then like I would beat it. And then, and then beyond that, like we got uh star Fox, the original star Fox on super yeah. Nintendo after that. And my dad was a fucking boss at that game. Amazing. An absolute boss at that game. And like my friends would come over and watch him play Star Fox because he like, he suffered from depression and anxiety. So he would just stay up all night long playing Star Fox. Like I would remember (laughs) waking up in the middle of the night and my dad would be laying face down or like back uh, like on his back on the floor with his legs up on this like old nasty ass recliner that we had. Staring at the TV, playing Star Fox all fucking night long. And I'd wake oh up like to get God. a drink of water or go to the bathroom or whatever it was. And my dad would just, you'd just hear. That's so good. And so like, because of that, I feel like I got this kind of understanding that it's entertaining to watch other people play games too. Yes. Right. Yes. Like that yes. even if you're not playing the game yourself, watching a high level, highly skilled playthrough of a game just gets you jazzed and gets you in the feeling of playing a game itself so 100%. as far as that goes like that was my earliest introduction to yeah. like gaming and geek culture and like inter- it, like gaming is an entertainment as well but like the sad end of that story is come like 12 years old and I think I've told you this story before yeah. um, I went to a summer camp I used to go to every year and uh, I had like at that point I had like 40 games for my Super Nintendo yeah. like for because at some point like I'd either I'd either got games with my own money well quote unquote my own money like money that my parents allowance. gave me yeah yeah <laughs> no I didn't have an allowance no it Dead. was just like I would do jobs around the house <laughs> and they would pay me for little things like that 100 like, percent um yeah. which which is why I joke about like when I have children I'm gonna turn them into my slaves to do my chores right. that I don't want right, to right because yeah, I get it. Yeah, because that shit Lived sucks. Experience. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> um, so I had a bunch of games between either that or I remember I had a neighbor next door who like got quote unquote too old. So he just gave me all of his games. Like, so bet I he inherit- regrets that now. I bet he does. And then he regrets even more because I go away to summer camp one one week and I'm gone for seven days. And my mom, I come home and I'm like all jazzed from being off electronics and like out in the wilderness and getting dirty and like eating bugs and whatever we did out there. And I come home and the Super Nintendo is gone. Oh my God. Like there is an actual like dust spot from where it sat and collected dust and it hadn't been cleaned. And it was just, it was just gone. Like all the games, all the controllers, every single thing. And I went to my mom, I was like, where is it? Where did it go? Where <laughs> the earth is like quaking. The wrath of God is coming down through Zay's old voice. Is it? <laughs> She's like, I gave it away to the church. I was like, you <gasps> what? Oh my god! You did what? Oh my god! So like, not only did like this the hard-earned money that basically they invested in it which yeah because i i didn't earn any money as a child yeah and no, all exactly. the games that i had for it were all oh gone my god they were all gone and some child oh. walked into the church rummage sale that week and got a super nintendo with like 40 games for like 30 dollars because that's what happens at church rummage sales. They just yeah. sell shit for for pennies on the for dollar. Nothing, exactly. And so oh, like Oh my god. That was that was like 
I, I honestly, to this day, I still haven't forgiven her for that one. <laughs> I was gonna say, there's like not. I can tell there's like no forgiveness. No, there. no, none at all. It's not there. No, it's not there. So, so you tell me. Obviously, this this devastating, just horrible moment from your childhood. Yeah. You know that may have turned some people off of games. Obviously, it didn't turn you off of games. Well, I want to fast forward to university. Believe it or not, like it actually kind of did. So that's what I mean. Yeah. So for how long did it turn you off of games? Because obviously you then didn't have access because we didn't have like mobile games back then. We didn't have cell phones. Right. Like, that shit didn't exist. So how long were you turned off of games? And when did it come back to you? It was actually in university. Like it was okay. at that point. It's like I'm you psychic, called it. Yo. It's like you knew. Um, because once you get to university and there's a lot of free time and I had roommates that were back into games, one of them brought his Wii up and it was, I was like, oh my God, that's right. I love Nintendo and I love Nintendo (laughs) games and I love even, yeah, like I never had owned an Xbox. I never owned a PlayStation. Like I would, I, you know, it's not like games were completely absent from my life. I'd go to a yeah. friend's house and, you know, watch them play GTA or yeah, I'd go to sure. an internet cafe and we'd play Warcraft 3 or Starcraft yeah. or whatever was there at the time. Um, but I never like, I never got into it nearly as much right. as I did. Um, and then college, it started to come back and right. I started playing like Mario Strikers on the Wii or we'd play Mario Kart on the Wii was a big staple in that house. Um, yeah. we just oh, get, Oh God, fuck yeah. Oh yeah. Mario I Kart's mean like a staple for everyone. Mario Kart is the perfect college game, but it really is. But like more than anything in, in the dorms. Smash Brothers on the 64. Fuck yeah. That was like, I played that game easily, easily a thousand hours. Oh my God, Zay. Between that and the first Guitar Hero. Oh, 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 wow. Those were the perfect games to come out when I was in college. I like, I didn't have the PlayStation and I didn't have the controller. And one of my uh, guys who lived across the hall from me in the dorms, they were notorious for forgetting their keys to their rooms, which you had to get into the building. So they just right. taped their door open into their room where they kept their PlayStation and the Guitar oh, Hero. So God. every once in a while, when they I knew they'd be out of class, I would just walk across the hall into their room and play Guitar Hero on my own for like <laughs> an hour or two. <laughs> And oh it wasn't God. it wasn't weird at all until one day they walked in and they were like, Zay, Zay, what are you what are you doing in here? I'm like, I'm just playing Guitar Hero. You want to play? They're like, I mean, you don't have to ask me if I want to play Guitar Hero on my own system. <laughs> and I guess this isn't really that weird because our door is open. But this is kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, bro, uh-huh. just can you get the fuck out? <laughs> just play with me. Let's go. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's so funny. And those are Zay's best friends now. No, I don't know. No, seriously. Like, yeah, I still talk to those guys all the time. Oh, that's awesome. That's um, actually awesome. It's just like the dorm experience was a whole was a whole awesome thing for me. And yeah. so like finally I'm getting back into games and I'm playing them and I'm mostly playing like these nostalgia games, you know, like Smash yes. 64 or any of the Mario 64s or it, like any of the games on the Wii. My Nintendo Wii is just littered with games I bought on the eShop from just yeah. back from my childhood. And Which is awesome. yeah, and like so finally like 
I turned 23 years old and I beat Ocarina of Time for the first time because oh. I had it as a kid and I didn't even know that there was like an adult link portion of the game. I'd never played oh. that far. <laughs> I just I never got that far because I was Basically terrible. Three hours of OOT and is like, I finished it. Yeah, exactly. I was like, oh, Yay. God, that's good. Oh, man. Oh, that's so funny. So, yeah, I finally like it finally came back into my life and I realized it's like, oh, my God, I love this shit. Like, this is that's great. Amazing. And, like, that's so, also when okay. I discovered Twitch as well, you know? Yes, exactly. Yeah. So, we're talking about university. Mm-hmm. You decided to get into computer programming for your career. Mm-hmm. But you were born and raised in L.A., which is, like, Hollywood City, and you clearly have a skill for being on camera. So, what made you decide to go into computer programming instead of doing something on camera since... Clearly, it's something you're good at that you have a passion for. Did you obviously like like what made you make that decision to choose computer programming? Well, it mostly it was a financial decision. Um, okay. I was actually I was actually my degree in school was in communication design and with a focus in media arts. Uh, but I had no idea that you could actually like I I'd seen YouTubers and I knew that like people were making money off of it, but. I mean, like, a lot, a lot of my time in college was spent just honestly getting fucked up. Like, that right. was a lot of my uh, my drive in college was to just skate by and get a degree and okay. then spend my days either playing games or going out yeah. and getting drunk and stoned and whatever else I could get my hands on. Right. And, uh, and so a I did A lot of people are like that. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't like... College for me was uh, like I learned a lot of things as far as life goes. Academics yeah, sure. were not a hard, a hard part of that timeline right there. Um, so I, I honestly had no idea or even like could put two and two together that those were things that could could work together. And right. then, uh, and then, so I'm I'm working a job. I had like I had one job that I was working at social media for a festival production company and doing yeah. marketing there, which was kind of cool because like I got to like experience musical artists and stuff. And I got yeah. fired from that job because I was incompetent and was showing up to Ooh. work just not. Oh no. Yeah, just not doing well. So literally, my right. only job at that time was a ten dollar an hour job working at my hometown, like not a. Co- like a community clubhouse where uh-huh. I was the I was the literal guy who would drive around in a golf cart writing up oh people in the neighborhood for uh homeowners association violations. Stop. Which like if you've heard me talk before, that is the least opposite thing that I could yeah. ever want to do in my life. Like Yeah, exactly. I not hate, marry you. Oh, not at all. Like I hate all kind of like organized forms of control on people, including yeah. government, especially in a local community that really has no authority. And all yeah. they did was hand me a golf cart and told me I had authority and I was like, I hate this and I hate right. everything about it. And I hate telling people they can't do things and I hate oh. writing people up because they didn't take their garbage cans in on a fucking Thursday. Day. like this is the worst the worst America thing that wild oh yeah no yeah especially <laughs> especially orange county like this yeah, is the epitome of orange county is people tell you what color your house can be like brutal how like like they think it they it's a whole like veiled it, it's just a it's a farce to keep up yeah. property values quote unquote but really right. it, what it is is just institutionalized standards for people that will will exclude people from moving into areas or right. discourage certain things and it's really in my head this is this is just like you know 
uh, this is like conspiracy theory talking, but it's like institutionalized racism, classism, and sexism is what I really believe it to be. But that's a whole nother story that I could get into for a really, really long time. But I had to be like the face of it. So I'm getting paid $10 an hour. And I had a friend of Bayfods at the time who I had met who decided to go to a coding boot camp and was really doing nothing. And I was like, I mean, like I kind of get this stuff i i haven't really researched it a lot on my own before but this is something that i could see myself doing and people in this field seem to make a decent amount of money so why not try it and so i i just took the bit the bullet and i did it and i took what little money that i had and i paid for the tuition and my parents helped me out a little bit and i moved to la which is where the school was and that's and that's where i started and i just i just put my nose down i i I at that time I had stopped using anything or really drinking too much yeah. and I just moved on from there and started doing that and made that wow. be a choice and 12 weeks later I think it was 12 weeks uh maybe it was 16 weeks I can't remember it was like three or four month program and then outside of that you had to just interview and get jobs and I got a job yeah. right out of school from there for you. and just kept going and like networking and kind of being that part was was a big part of it for me. Um, yeah. And then it wasn't until working in that field for a little while and realizing that this one job I was in and just getting bored one day and like watching, uh, watching like Twitch plays Pokemon or watching yeah. the GDQ runs on Twitch or and then honestly it was like discovering you and your channel and yes. I was like this seems like something like you can just do this from your home yeah. like I had no idea there were smaller communities that people just kind of do it and like I saw people subscribing to you and following you and like and just you had like a community that you were a part of and I was like this is this is like regardless of whether or not this is like a career path or anything this is something that I could do because I'm an attention whore first of all like (laughs) we're all narcissists absolutely 100% I'll be the first to admit it and like it's like people will watch you just kind of be entertaining and I was like I've always had this back of my mind interest in like doing stand-up or performing in some way but never having like the courage to get started and a a large thoroughfare in my life it was like if I can do any of those things but do it from the safety of my own home I'm all about it I'm all about it mood and so like I mean I even mentioned it in chat one day I was like I I think I'm interested in streaming I think I I remember it yeah I was like, I yeah. think I want to do this. And you were like, fucking do it. You're like, just go start and go do it. So everyone out there listening to this, you can blame Victoria for me right yeah. now. <laughs> it's literally my fault, guys. <laughs> like, I distinctly remember the first time you showed up in my chat. And I remember when you said that. And mm-hmm. I remember everybody in the chat being like, we'll follow you. Fuck, we'll follow you right now. Yeah. And like half of them just like opened a new tab and started following Zay. Yeah, I had zero streams <laughs> yet. Yeah, I didn't even fucking stream, guys. Mm-hmm. Like... It was, I distinctly remember it because I was like, holy shit, like, this community is amazing. Twitch yeah, is amazing. It's incredible. Absolutely. It was so different from, like, the years of experience I had had with YouTube. Completely. Which are totally so, insular worlds and competitive. And those oh were some of the God. first people that showed up at my streams. It was Feather yeah. and A-Dog and Laura yeah. and Matt yeah. and and uh, and Luis. Luis Toxic oh, Vileplume. Yeah. It's a name I haven't heard for a while. but. Oh. They just showed up and they were there and like yeah. they watched me on my couch with Bayfod playing Outlast with my terrible audio and my terrible <laughs> camera settings and everything yeah, that was no just setup. absolute shit. 
just me and a PC on my couch, like, yep, and the cats. Yep, exactly. <laughs> no, I remember that. Yeah. You mentioned you mentioned Bayfod mm-hmm. and Bayfod's friend. Yes. Did you were you already dating Bayfod at that time? Yes. So okay, we had started dating. Um, probably like when i was working at the festival production company okay yeah we'd started dating there i was figuring where did that where did that dating figure into the timeline yeah it like, started where did that like start? it started like when when i was doing pretty well and i had a decent job and it was kind of funny because so she we met and we met on tinder so this kind of yeah. goes back to like me being able to do things from the safety and comfort of my own home. I remember you telling me that because it gave me hope for Tinder. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's it's totally a possibility. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was like, I was stoked on it because I didn't have to go anywhere and I could quote unquote <laughs> date people, you know? Yeah. I could just be sitting on the couch watching people on Twitch or whatever I was doing. Yeah. And uh, so we met and I had this job and then she, we like, honestly, we just like clicked instantly. And yeah. I knew within a few weeks that I was just head over heels in love with her. <gasps> Precious. Yeah. I like, yeah, there's, there's lots of, I mean, like I, I was like whispering it not with the courage enough to say it to her while we were just like kind of hanging out I would be close and cuddling with her and be like I love you oh cute I love you and she was like she I thought I was being sneaky and one thing I'll learn that most people have learned is I'm not sneaky at all like not in the slightest people will tell me like there's someone over there don't look at them and I will look directly at them and be like who who them over there with the red hat yes exactly screaming at the top of your lungs yeah Yeah, 100% so she knew um so so we had about six weeks of dating before she went off to do a semester abroad in Spain she was still in school and I as she met me I had this cool job as a festival production dude and I was like pretty clean kempt and well shaven and like had some I mean I was living at my parents house so it wasn't like I was you know an absolute catch but but uh, she comes back from Spain and I had gotten fired from my job I was working at the clubhouse I had gotten kicked out of my parents house and was sleeping on the floor of a friend's house um, because I had just like my whole life had just kind of devolved into me not taking care of myself whatsoever. Yeah. I had a I had a homeless man beard and hair that probably <laughs> hadn't hadn't been caught in like maybe since she left for Spain, so like three or four oh months. Um, I had dropped like maybe like twenty pounds, and oh my god, Zay! I was really, really unhealthy. Like wow. we just told this story last night with some other friends we were hanging out with. We went to go see a movie in L.A. with a bunch of her friends, yeah. and we're at this place um, in next to UCLA that has like it's UCLA is kind of a weird place. It has like a higher like there's a lot of money around there but then there's also yeah. a lot of homeless people that troll around and so we're at this sandwich shop which is outdoors because everything in LA is outdoors and we you, there's a dog. I know right yeah you just have that luxury uh, so oh. there's a walk up window and you just pick up your sandwich and they're pretty protective about this area because like they think homeless people are going to come up and steal the sandwiches so I had my ticket I paid for my sandwich and then they called my number and I walked up to the counter to pick up my sandwich and the guy behind the counter like takes one look at me and picks it up and takes it away (gasps) you were like but I paid for this but I paid for this sandwich like what the fuck he thought I was a homeless guy oh 
He like actually mistook me for a homeless person (laughs) because I was just so unhealthy and so like unkempt and I didn't give a shit. I was wearing like absolutely look like clothes that I got at a thrift store because I didn't have any semblance about what my outfit was. It was just clothes that I had put on my back. Probably hadn't showered for a few days. Like it was just this is what like depression and anxiety had done to me. And yeah. what it does to people. And it Unchecked, just, yeah. and I had no idea like how my outward appearance looked like that. And Crazy. it was, that was like a really good marking point for me to realize like, yeah. oh yeah, like not only am yeah. I feeling this myself, but it's so outward that someone thinks I actually live on the streets. I was <laughs> going to say that was a reality check. Yeah. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. And like props to Bayfod, she stuck with me through this yeah. whole thing, you know? I would have been like, what the fuck? Get, yeah. Go to therapy right now. Yeah. And Get that was, there in, immediately. Absolutely. <laughs> like, and that was a big a big change in my life yeah. where I started actually doing that. Like I went to a therapist. I started yeah. taking depression medication. I, yeah. you know, and then like pretty soon after that, I made a decision to to stop drinking and stop using drugs and stop yeah. having that be a part of my life. And, and really things have turned around considerably since then. Exactly. And it's and it's it's not like a one to one. Thank you. Um, it's not a one to one relationship because of it course. still takes like a lot of hard work and a, a lot of like effort to change the things in my life outside of like those being an issue for me. But that sure. was that was a big, a big decision for me to do. That's amazing. Yeah. Incredible. So talking about your real life, talking about your history, talking about your mental health. Yeah. What parts of your real life do you bring to stream and do you keep anything in specific private? Uh, I mean, not really, honestly. Like, I'm I'm pretty much the same I am on yeah. stream as I am, you know, in real life, except maybe just a little more animated. Like, yeah. there, there's... I, I don't really talk a lot about, like, my personal life as far as, right. like, my job and, you know... But, like, as far as my mental health and, like, where I am and my statuses, and obviously yeah. my wife is with me on stream all the yeah. time. Like, my... my window into my world is pretty wide open there aren't a right. whole lot of things that i don't talk i mean i even accidentally dox myself all the time like it just Dead. it just happens <laughs> like i remember showing off one day we had a big a big canvas printed that we were gonna have at our wedding that had yeah. our full names on it and the date oh, and location shit. of our wedding and i was oh like God, guys thanks. look at this cool thing that i had printed from oh our engagement God. pictures oh, and i walked no. on stream and i'm showing it on stream for like a full minute and then i was like oh god oh, this has no. my full name this has has Bayfod's full name. Oh, oh God, no. I've made a bad mistake. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. Is that not a testament to our communities? It is. It really that is. nothing happened. <laughs> it really is. I mean, I would have, yeah. Thankfully, both Bayfod and I, even if you do know our real names, which some of you do, um, yeah, yeah. they're pretty common. They're yeah. pretty common. So even if you Googled, it's pretty hard to find me specifically in that. So right. I'm, I'm thankful for that. But For sure. But I think that's part of, you know, part of what makes the community that I've, you know, kind of established and, and that you've established as well is, is yeah. just is just there's an honesty and there's no like layer of of act or production. You know, yes. it's just kind of like people either like us or they don't. And that's because yeah. we are who we are. And if you don't like us, that's not my problem. It's it's yours, most likely. And I don't have to worry about yeah. that. You know, exactly. So just put it all out there. It's too. Ex- I did that for a really long time in my life, just trying to put out there into the world who I wanted to be and who I thought people wanted me to be. Right. And that ended up causing me to 
look like a homeless man <laughs> because oh my God. because I got exhausted trying to do yeah. that, you know, yeah. trying to keep up that facade. And yep. I it took me a while to figure out who I really was to really just be comfortable with that. Well, I'm glad you did. Thank you. So content creation. Yeah. You've been streaming for almost two years now. <laughs> yeah. Let's oh my God. Say, that's, I know. That's I know. I wanted to shake you with that number. <laughs> um, let's say you had a chance to completely redo getting started with content mm-hmm. creation. If you chose to do something differently, what would that be? Or would you choose to not do anything differently at all? And why? I mean, as far as like what I've produced, I don't think I yeah. would have done anything differently. Um, okay. But I would have loved to have gotten started like two years earlier, a Mood. year earlier. Just Mood. Just like just have taken like understood that this is something that I could have done and just and just gotten on it, you know, yeah. because I it just there's there's so much more of an advantage to being that much more prominent and established on something that's really, really, really on the tipping point of turning into something really, really massive, you know. Yeah. And yeah. like it's it's evidence with with like courage and ninja and shroud and all these people that are getting big money deals yeah. to be a streamer and yeah. and have that be a part of their lives and have that be their career. I just wish I had gotten started way earlier. For um, sure. I, I mean, like I've learned a lot of things along the way, and I don't think I would have traded that because it takes that experience of making those screw ups and having those things be a part of who I am and what I produce. Um, maybe like be better at youtube i think that's one thing that i still can probably do because there's there's no real like avenue into the stream unless you're already on twitch um and then the my other socials kind of feed from twitch so like i don't think there's much organic growth outside of just discovery on twitch so just that's that's kind of an interesting piece that i wish maybe even now like i was better at right yeah things to work towards yeah so whether it's gaming related or not, mm-hmm. if you thought really hard and said, okay, I have an opportunity to send a message back to my 16-year-old self, and you would know that it was from future you, yeah. what would you tell your 16-year-old self? Oh, that's a good question. Um, 16 and it can year be old about me, anything. Yeah. 16-year-old me was was just such a people pleaser. Like such a people pleaser and yeah. And absolutely at that point I had discovered getting high, like right at 16 years old is when I really started to like smoke weed and have that be a part of my life and like part of my identity. And you know, I, I don't want to say that like I would tell myself to not do that because those decisions informed who I am right now, but just, I would probably say to myself then like, it's okay to be you and to figure out, who you are regardless of trying to slap an identity on what you think people want right. you to be. Um, Cause I spent a lot of my life just exhausted trying to figure out like how to please people in a way that presented who I thought they wanted me to be. And that shit's yeah. exhausting. It's absolutely exhausting. Um, yes. And, and to just like encourage, cause I, I have a pretty creative mind and I have like, like things that I like to do. I, I generally, I feel like I come up with them pretty organically and to yeah. just follow through on some of those things. Like if I have an idea and I want to do something, not worry about what other people will think about it, just do it and see what happens. Yes. And and then the second thing I would say is like, it's okay to fail. Oh my like God, yeah. 
failing is probably one of the best lessons you can have in your life, one of the best teachers you can have in your life, and to stop yourself from doing that because you quit and because you don't follow through with something is robbing yourself of growth and yes. and being able to to really just like learn from that and to to improve on that. And so like those two things kind of go hand in hand because like I was afraid of failure so much I wouldn't do something, you know? Yeah. I wouldn't go out of my way to do something because I was afraid of sucking at something. Yeah. And it's only when you suck that you know how to get better. So 100%. that's that's what I think I'd say to my 16-year-old self. I love that. Those are definitely sentiments that I think a lot of people can relate to. And yeah. whether or not you're 16 or not, I think it's definitely like a good thing to remind yourself of because I think a lot of people fall into old habits. Mm-hmm. They do die hard. Mm-hmm. So you've given yourself some 16-year-old advice. Yeah. For our last little question here, I want to know, what advice would you have for someone, let's say you'd never met me. Mm -hmm. I come into your stream and I'm a shy young woman. Mm -hmm. This is not me, actually. I was going to say, this doesn't sound like you at all. (laughs) Let's say I have an alter ego that's actually shy. Gotcha. (laughs) And that person says, I really want to get into streaming. How do I do that? Or I want to get into content creation at all. Mm-hmm. What would your advice be for them? It's kind of, I'm kind of going to just echo what I just said. It's just, yeah. just do it. Just, yeah. just Nike. start and just, just do, do it. it. Seriously. Like <laughs> just get a camera. It doesn't yeah. even matter what camera it is. It could be your, your lighting's more important. <laughs> yeah. Abs- it's absolutely true. The lighting really is, is way more important. And way even if you important. don't have lighting, you can fake it, you know, use a desk lamp, stand oh God, next I to the mirror in your bathroom lamp from Walmart for like three years for my, absolutely. Lighting. That was the same thing. <laughs> like my first lamp that I had on my quote unquote stream setup was a desk lamp from Ikea yep. that yeah. I just <laughs> set up and pointed at my face. And yep. that was it. A bright enough light, light bulb in it. You're good. Yep. And I had to make sure that every light in the house was turned on. And like, I mean, it was kind of a thing for a little. See, like, that's the thing about it is like the things that you think are like bad quality. People start to enjoy because they're endearing because they're part of who you are. Right. Like I had no room in my 650 square foot L.A. apartment that I paid two grand a month for to. Uh, to, to have a streaming setup, but I yeah. made something work. I set up a desk that I had. I put up some monitors. I used yeah. one that, that Bayfod's work bought for her to work from home. And I was like, I'm, I'm, I'm taking that. You were like, it's mine now. <laughs> it's mine now. Oh my God. Amazing. I'm s- still using it to this day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, it like, it became part of like who I was as a streamer, right? Like I had no room in my apartment. So the cats would come up and they would start to fuck with me in the middle of my stream, right? They yeah. wanted attention. They wanted things. They they would, like, move the monitor so you could, like, see Biscuit, like, pulling his paw on the monitor that I had my webcam uh-huh. set up on. And he would actually move it. So, like, oh, it would just God. go wonky yep. and point to the kitchen for a little while. Uh-huh. like like Bayfod would get up in the middle of stream and like go do dishes or clean up the kitchen a little bit. And it was, we had an all tile kitchen that just the, the sound in there was so terrible and <laughs> echoey that you could I hear this. everything in yep. there. It sounded like she was breaking dishes constantly. I but have that distinct was, memories of that. For sure. It was like, but that like those little things, which I'm kind of nostalgic about now, like yeah, were of part course. of, part of like the, 
the allure in so many ways, yeah. you know, because it was it, it wasn't like a highly produced like HBO special type stream. It was just me in my house. And I think that's what people could gravitate to because of there course. was some reality to it, you know, relatability. Exactly. Exactly. And that's that's what I would be. My advice is like those things that you think are like detractors or like, oh, my mic sound isn't perfect or my camera isn't yeah. like a, a DSLR that has a perfectly blurred background. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Just exactly. do it. Just get out there and start it and do it because yeah. the 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 plethora or the quantity that you create will eventually lead to quality. Yes. Exactly. And that's like you have to do these things to learn because you can make something so perfect in your head. Yeah. But until you actually get your hands dirty, you have no idea what you're talking about. One hundred percent. One hundred percent could not agree more. Yeah. So do you have any final notes, anything you want to say before we wrap up this and start talking about the literal only two pieces of news this week? <laughs> there, there wasn't like, much. Fuck, really? Um, I don't know. I just, like, if if there's anything, like, advice that I could offer to people, it's just, it's just, I know it sounds cheesy, but, like, you can align your passions with what you're, with what your career is yes. you know like there are things it, it I, i'm not going to say the bullshit of like if you love what you do you'll never work a day in your life because that yeah. reality isn't true like 100 at some point you're going to have to sell your soul in order to make money to pay the bills yeah. and to put a roof over your head and to feed yourself like yeah. i i did it working for the fucking suburbs in orange county and yeah. i worked for quote unquote the man which i hated for all of my life <laughs> But that also like informed me that yeah. I don't want to do this, 100%. and it it inspired me so much to find something else to do with my life. Yeah. Um. And honestly, like I had so much downtime at that job, I spent it watching Twitch for hours at a time, yeah. and it 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 opened me up to a world that I didn't think existed. So yeah. you kind of like life will end up putting you where you need to be. You just have to let it is I yeah. think kind of the idea is like you can call it God you can call it the universe you can call it whatever you want but like right. there is a pathway that you can follow but you yeah. have to kind of choose it and that's yes. and that's and don't like don't fight against it because the more you fight against it the harder you make your life and the harder decisions become yeah. and then you end up like really kind of upset and because yeah. like I don't know my like if if anything the story from my life is like my dad was an accountant and yeah. he was the breadwinner for his life. And then yeah. he had a major medical event that altered yeah. his whole life plan yeah. and altered not only his, but like mine and my mom's and my sister's and yeah. everybody that's a part of that. And that wasn't right. something that anybody could have predicted. That wasn't because of any choices he made. Yeah. It was just bound to happen to him. Yeah. And what had to happen is we had to roll with the punches. We had to figure out something different to do, adjust to what life was given us yeah. and, and figure out how to make the best of it and do what we wanted from it. Yeah. And so life will happen regardless of whether or not you participate in it, but you can yeah. choose to. And yes. I think that's, that's something that I could leave this with. I agree. It's kind of like, um, have you ever read the alchemist by Paulo Coelho? I haven't, but I know some of the like, the, the storyline of it. The adage is basically like, if you put into the universe what you want, mm -hmm. the universe will help make that a reality, mm -hmm. right? And maybe that sometimes means doing something that you're not necessarily comfortable with in this moment, but if you do that, you're showing the universe that you actually want to do it. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what popped into my head when you said that. For sure. And that, like, honestly, like paying your dues is a thing. 
Yeah. You know, like you don't just success just doesn't happen to you. Yes. Success in 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 hard work. In, it, yeah, I mean, like luck is. I I love this luck phrase is a, a lot. Huge part. Luck is a huge part, but luck is is part preparation and part coincidence, yes. right? You don't just get lucky because it happens to you. Of course, that happens. Statistically, it's eventually going to happen. But like Ninja didn't become the biggest streamer on Twitch because he just happened to turn on Twitch one day and 50,000 viewers yeah, showed up in his exactly. stream. He it had to grind it out for years at a time in order yeah. to be lucky. Uh-huh. Or like the other one I like is like an overnight success 10 years in the making. Yes, you know? yes, exactly. Because it That's... seems like it to the rest of the world, but it took 10 years of prep to get to that point to become yeah. an overnight success. 100%. Yeah. And that's... That's the tea, sis. Yeah, that's it. That's <laughs> Zay's um, life in a nutshell. Let's talk... Thank you for being interviewed by me. Thank you for facilitating that. That was fun. You got that, fam. You got it. <laughs> so, we've seen a great many Twitch people, speaking of Ninja, mm -hmm. including Ninja, move to Mixer right now. It's been yep. all the talk, all the rage. Courage, who I literally only know of through his obsession with Ariana Grande. <laughs> Never watched a single stream in my life of his. Uh, I haven't either, I'll be honest. He announced this week that he was not moving to Mixer. He was not moving to Facebook. He was moving to YouTube gaming. Mm-hmm. Interessant is what it is. Yep. Um, He put out all of these videos in like advance of it. And he was kind of talking about, you know, oh, there's a big move coming. And everybody thought like, I think he lives in the clout house or something. I don't know. Mm -hmm. He lives in one of those houses. Some stream oh, house. 100 Thieves. He oh. lives in whatever, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. whatever okay. house that is. He lives yeah, yeah. in that house, which like, honestly, that shit <laughs> sounds like nightmare fuel to me. Oh, but absolutely. I would hate that. Why would that. I ever... Literally, you go down. I'm making. I'm making some morning oats, and these fucking people are like camera in my face, bitch. I put fucking glue in your oats, bitch. Have yeah, a good breakfast. It's like, what exactly. the fuck are you doing right now? Like, it's no, content, I'd rather bro. die. I'd rather die. No, thank you. Give me my house with privacy. So, he was putting out all these teasers, and everyone was like, "The fuck is going on?" And he announced he was moving to YouTube gaming. I find this interesting because it's not like furiously clacking <laughs> like it's it's not we knew mixer was buying up streamers right but we haven't seen youtube buy up streamers right and it didn't even cross my mind that youtube would be buying up streamers no not at all it didn't even cross my brain space but now that mm -mm. it's happened i'm like Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because why wouldn't they? Right? It's true. Like, I mean, like, we, we, I mean, like, like you said, when you even uh, tease this, this article, it's like, I had no idea he was even going to YouTube. She sent me the yeah. article and I was like, oh yeah, he must have gone to Mixer. Like, wow, they own all the shooters. And she was His like, his exact uh, response was, I saw people talking about that yesterday. They're going to own shooters. And I was like, you were he like, didn't uh, go to Mixer. <laughs> like, uh, Zay, did, did, can you just stick with the facts here? The fucking article. <laughs> like, stick with the facts. I'm dead. I was oh, like, oh, my God. you were oh. like, oh shit. Okay. Oh, this is more interesting now. <laughs> yeah, like I think, like you kind of mentioned. Do you think they had a bidding war? I think they must have. I don't you know? know, but 
But Courage seems like he's, like, you know, he's been doing a lot of skits. You know, he did all that, like, that music, quote-unquote, music video with Ariana Grande. Like, Mm. he has been kind of branching out of streaming already. And has been for a few months. And I think because of that, this move makes sense. Mm Mm-hmm. Right? I'm interested to see what happens. Because, like, he already had his first stream. I'm just opening up YouTube. And it had a lot of viewers even before it started. Yeah. Right? Yeah, kind of like Shrouds on Mixer. Yes. He had... He's already got almost 2 million subs. Wow. Jesus. Um, It's at 1.92 million. And he's uploading twice a day wow jesus so he's had this backlog yeah and planned for a while now yeah i mean like he's been you he's been uploading for a very very long time sure it was mostly like Fortnite stream clips yeah since this transition happened it's courage's big announcement courage reveals why he left like he announced this four days ago and he's already uploaded five videos yeah so it's courage's big announcement courage reveals why he left twitch Mm-hmm. Raided by Mr. Beast and Laser Beam in his first stream. He made wow. like $12,000 in 30 minutes in his first wow. stream. <laughs> then he's got a vlog. How does My that girlfriend work with and I YouTube? went to Japan. It's very similar. Okay. So I watched some YouTube streams of just like people chatting. Yeah. And they have donations in a similar way. You okay. can do YouTube streaming through OBS. So there's a lot of people who have Streamlabs as well. And all of those notifications that link with um, the kind of YouTube donations. Interesting. YouTube does have a subscription service now. So if really? you're ever... Yes, yes. Oh. If you're ever watching a channel... Like if you go on Courage's channel right now, you'll actually see two buttons. Um... um on the left right hand side one says join and one says subscribe subscribe Uh, is just like a normal youtube subscription join is a 4.99 subscription for emotes um uh, it's fundamentally oh wait they have emotes now i believe they have emotes yes that's weird yeah they do have emotes um and there's loyalty badges so it's fundamentally the same as twitch okay um and i know personally as a youtube partner in the back end, I know how to activate that if I ever wanted to. I have that as an option to activate. Um, gotcha. So it's it's a very real thing. And uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's fascinating. It's fascinating seeing the success he's already having. But you can see he's already trying to branch out by putting a fucking vlog up. I find ago. that the most interesting just because... Like, I, I there was a little um, Amazon original series that just debuted on on Prime, like Prime Video, about it's called like streaming IRL, um, yeah. and it just kind of profiles streamers. And like yeah. Pokemon was the first one, and then Myth was this next one. And something they talked about, which I think a lot of streamers, especially big people who are yeah. mostly into competitive streaming, yeah, like part of the grind that people don't realize is like they showed his life for like at least a year and a half yeah. was streaming six days a week for 10 hours a day. You don't have a life. You don't have a life at all. No. Like, and for him, he was 18 years, 16 to 18 years old when he first started streaming. So his whole like formative years of his life are spent online and then he gets off and he has no friends. Yeah. He has nobody who talks to because he spends literally every hour of his day streaming, sleeping or eating. What kind of effect is that going to have on his future? 
yeah it's really interesting you know so like i bring that up because this this kind of move to youtube i think would allow you a little bit more freedom with your life right because you can produce on your own time you can have an actual life and a schedule and doing that like daily grind of a stream isn't as necessary vital or important to your income and career he still is streaming though of course no not to say that he's not but he's still streaming but it doesn't have to be 10 hours a day six days a week yeah so for example i don't know if you know the breakdown of how like youtube money works Mm -mm. so basically it's a certain amount per thousand views right okay and i usually when i do the calculations i do it on a lower scale about ten dollars per one thousand views okay um sometimes it's more sometimes it's less Mm-hmm. It really depends, but I like to go with the average of that much per 1,000 views because that's kind of what it usually is sure. around there. Um, and if I kind of look at my personal revenue, that's kind of where it's at. Mm-hmm. So if we just look at his last, let's say that vlog he posted yesterday. Yeah, 335K. He's already made $3,300 from that. That's crazy. And it's been a day. That's crazy. So every video that he's uploaded in the last week, right? Like, and this is on the low end. Like he's probably, because he has so many subscribers, he's probably got a special like amount that he'll make that, you know, other people can't make. So let's just Furious clacking. (laughs) I'm just gonna, just to drive something home. Yeah. So I did the quick math. Of all of the videos that Courage has uploaded since the big announcement, mm-hmm. and he's made almost $21,000 so far. God damn. In four days. Just from That's views. crazy. That yeah. doesn't count all of his subscriptions. That doesn't count everything on YouTube. Or that doesn't count all of his like money from streams, all of his donations. Yeah, or he's like any sponsorships he may exactly. have. Exactly. Only $20,000 from video ad revenue. Wow. Right? Wow, that's pretty... um, See, that's that's the dream, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, that's the absolute dream. That's that on that. I don't really think there's anything else to talk about in regards to courage. It's just just interesting. Fascinating in general just because this is... Like, this is something that didn't... I mean, just YouTube creation has really become a thing in, like, the last five to ten years. Yeah. And now, like, it's not just YouTube, you know? Yeah, exactly. Especially with with Mixer and Facebook gaming and, yep. you know, all these other different avenues that people can do. It's it's a kind of a viable career. Yeah. But it's not... It doesn't make it easy, which no, I think is, exactly. like, you know, the whole point. It, well, yeah, it's difficult. It's a consistent grind. Yeah. Okay, do you want to talk to me about uh, Mr. Kojima? Yeah, so... Um, Real quick. Yeah, so Death Stranding came out this week. Yeah. And it's... I, I don't know if you've weird. watched people play it at all. I've watched some clips. Yeah, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. I was thinking about getting it, but I'm getting just as much fascination just watching people play it. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's weird. It's very weird. But it's also exactly what I'd expect from like a Kojima, Guillermo del Toro kind of. Oh my god! If it wasn't weird, I'd be like, who body snatched them? Yeah, exactly. Um, <clears throat> but it seems like Kojima Studios are actually going to be making movies in the future, which doesn't surprise um, me. 
doesn't surprise me at all. at all. I mean, they're they're this game specifically, and a lot of them have been very story driven and very cinematic as far as things go. Yeah. Um, and and considering that he's working with real actors like you know like Norman Reedus, Mads Mikkelsen, uh, Guillermo Leia del Toro, yeah, Leia Seydoux, all of these like r- pretty prolific Hollywood A list, yeah. B list actors, um, that makes the most sense and i wouldn't be surprised yeah. if like he just creates a whole career for norman reedus Fuck, right? like right? that's just norman reed it's like yeah. norman reedus plus kojima forever yeah <laughs> and, no exactly i mean knowing how he kind of can develop these worlds and these stories that play out over a 40 hour ish maybe plus or minus video game like i could see these being long serials you know, maybe not like a traditional hour and a half movie, but like, you know, a 10 part series that he puts out on Netflix exactly. or YouTube or whatever. And it would it would be awesome. No, I agree. Yeah, I agree. I think it would be awesome. I mean, I think it'll be interesting, like seeing mm-hmm. where they kind of go from here. Because like Death Stranding is kind of like a film video game in a lot of ways. Totally. So it'll be interesting to see where it goes. I mean, like, I think that's kind of all the info that we have. Yeah. It's it's just, uh, you get to see where this goes and it, it, like, this is really a natural production, right? Like, I could see other studios doing something like this, you know? Like, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, if this is successful that, like, Naughty Dog does something like that, you know? Exactly. Yeah, we've seen like video game translations to movies where it's like a one where they turn like Resident Evil into a movie series or, you know, things like that. And um, I mean, Detective Pikachu technically kind of yeah. counts for that. But there, from what I've seen, there hasn't really been a video game studio that has started a new IP direct to a movie. That's the so, thing. Yeah. And there hasn't been a good one, at least. Right. Like. I don't know. Like, like Detective Pikachu is definitely the closest. I'm trying to. I mean, think. Resident Evil was yeah. was a pretty successful series. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It kind of took on a life of its own. Yeah. Yeah. But those are like direct relation. Like those are video games that existed and then they became movies. You know? Exactly. It's not like a video game studio that just decided to get no, into it. No, exactly. And yeah, like with I the mean, weight that Amazon throws around, oh God, I wouldn't I be surprised if they back something like that. You know, they're already in the movie making business. They have some good stuff coming out, and it would make a whole lot of sense to me for that to happen. I I know, I agree. Yeah, I'm interested to see how that goes. Mm-hmm. Like I I'm interested to see how that progresses in time through time as things go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. We'll have to see. Yeah, we'll keep you guys posted. On what happens. Yes. Because I think will. any movie that they come out with would be sick as fuck. Oh, yeah. It'll be awesome. It'll be sick. Anyways, we are over an hour. So we are going to wrap up today's episode of the Geek Digest podcast. I wanted to say thank you guys so much for listening. Once again, if there were any questions that I didn't ask Zay that you wanted to know the answers to, tweet them at us. Zay will answer them. He will take the mm-hmm. helm on the Twitter and he will answer them. And... Yeah, let us know if there's any other questions that you would like other people to answer. With that being said, um, if you guys haven't left us a rating or a review already, we would really, really appreciate it. Um, And that's everything from us today. My name is Victoria. You can find me at Victoria Shaz. 
My name is Zafod. You can find me at Zafod everywhere being terrible. So, <laughs> I mean, ditto. <laughs> uh, I hope you all have a wonderful day, evening, morning, night, whatever time it is, wherever you are. And stay geeky. Stay geeky, friends. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye.